Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 693, Using Mind Control to Raise Startup Cash, by Michael Simpson with nearandfar.com. And hi again, I am Dan, and I'm your host and your narrator here. I'm with you every single day reading from some really great entrepreneurship blogs. And uh, let's get right to it now as we optimize your life. Using Mind Control to Raise Startup Cash, by Michael Simpson with nearandfar.com. Raising money for a startup is like The more unattainable you seem, the better your chances of getting lucky. Also, the more interest you receive from others, the more appealing you will become to everyone else. This essay discusses two psychological principles at work in an entrepreneur's fundraising efforts, social proof and scarcity. Nier has discussed both in previous blog posts regarding product design. In this article, I'll take you through the mechanics of each and show you how entrepreneurs use these tools to close their rounds. Social proof. Quote, if you're walking down the street and everyone is looking up at the sky, you look up at the sky. Babak Nivi, Angel List. Social proof, in essence, is the herd instinct. People are more compelled to do something if others are already doing it. In the context of fundraising, social proof dictates that investors are more likely to invest in a company if others are already invested, or at least showing interest. This effect has more power if the initial investors are well-regarded within the investor community. Social proof is why getting a commitment from the first investor in a round is significantly more challenging than the final investor. Everyone's looking to somebody else to provide validation before they commit. Social proof is the reason AngelList, a platform for startups trying to raise money, displays the names of current investors on the profiles of registered startups. So how do shrewd entrepreneurs take advantage of social proof to close a round of funding? Firstly, If they have already taken money from investors, they advertise this fact in conversations with prospective backers. If they haven't yet taken in money, they tell potential investors about positive signals and interest they're receiving from others. When done correctly, this can create a feeding frenzy of interest. Because of the power of social proof, the best approach to fundraising is to condense it into the smallest window of time possible. Ideally, entrepreneurs approach all investors at once, This increases the likelihood of being able to use verbal offers to drum up interest from others, which in turn they can use to attract still others. If companies are out in the market raising money for too long, they begin to run the risk of being perceived as shopped as investors begin to wonder what's wrong with the business. This is the negative side of social proof and can create a death spiral where more and more investors stay away from a deal because they fear other investors are doing the same. Companies also utilize social proof from name brand advisors, which is one of the reasons many startups go to such great lengths to recruit industry icons in their respective fields. 
Endorsements from well-known funds and individuals will make a business more appealing. Investors may argue that social proof is rational, and indeed, some VC funds are momentum investors whose explicit strategy is to follow the investments of so-called smart money. We've even met investors who strictly do follow-on investments in companies who have received funding from one or more of a list of the top 30 funds within the last 90 days. Some investors shun social proof. Fred Wilson says, quote, make up your own mind. Don't follow the herd. Don't chase, end quote. But that's easier said than done. Social proof is an unavoidable component of the VC's decision process, so successful startups learn how to use it to their advantage. Scarcity. Quote, the best entrepreneurs made me feel like the train was leaving the station whether I got on board or not. John Callahan, True Ventures. Scarcity is the principle that a person will be more compelled to act if he believes the opportunity will soon vanish. It's why infomercials demand that you order before midnight to receive half off. In the context of fundraising, investors will be significantly more interested in participating in a financing round if they believe space is running out. Sufficient scarcity triggers a fear within an investor that he may be passing up on a big opportunity, increasing the chance he will invest. It is FOMO at its finest. One way entrepreneurs utilize scarcity is by being transparent about how much there is left in a round when they are nearing its close. Investors are a lot more compelled to invest if there's $100,000 left in a million-dollar round than if there is $900,000 still available. I recommend keeping round sizes modest to test the waters initially and upsizing as the company garners more interest. Without the perception of scarcity, there's a danger that a deal will grind to a halt. VCs are incentivized to delay and retain optionality if at all possible. If an investment opportunity isn't going to disappear and the investor isn't 100% sure about the investment, and they almost never are, his best bet is to delay as long as he can and gather more information as the company progresses rather than turn the company down. Why does it work like this? So why do emotions play such a significant role in early-stage investing? There are two primary reasons. The first is that early-stage venture capital is one of the most information-scarce forms of investing around. Let's compare VC to hedge funds. When a hedge fund is evaluating a new investment in a publicly traded company, one of the first things the analyst will do is to build a financial model based on publicly available information specifically historical financial and operating data from filings, press releases, and earnings calls. This data will form the cornerstones of the analysis and inform the ultimate investment decision. Such information simply does not exist for early-stage companies. They don't have financial reporting requirements. They do not have an operating history. And financial forecasts, especially at the very early stage, are frequently little more than a starry-eyed guesstimate. The absence of data means emotions play a larger role in decision-making than might otherwise be the case. The second reason is that all human beings are wired to respond to social proof and scarcity. We tend to follow the herd, and we automatically assume that scarce resources are more valuable. That's why we observe social proof and scarcity at work in so many seemingly disparate spheres, from the dating world to venture capital investing. You just listened to the post titled Using Mind Control to Raise Startup Cash by Michael Simpson with nearandfar.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. 
use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to Michael, a guest writer on Near and Far. And of course, thank you to Near, spelled N-I-R, just like his site. He has so many qualifications, I can't really list them all, but I'll name just a few of them. He holds a degree from Stanford Graduate School of Business. He sold multiple companies, taught at two different schools at Stanford, and is a best-selling author. And you can find his book, Indistractable, on Amazon. Near also has an excellent blog, which is where I'm reading from today. That's at nearandfar.com. For more insights on using psychology to change behavior, you can join Near's newsletter and receive a free workbook also at nearandfar.com. Again, that's N-I-R and far, F-A-R dot com. And thank you again to Near for letting us share his work on our podcast for years now. Okay, that is gonna do it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed 693 and I'll be back at it tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.